will be coming your way. A fuzzy bear. Welcome to the show. Waka waka waka. Thank you very much for having me. So we're just going to refer to you, I think, as Fuzzy. Why don't we start with that? Where does your name come from? It was a lot of funny thought. I was wanting to rechange my Discord handle. It had popped over my old Xbox 360 username. I didn't really like that. I kind of grew away from that particular persona. You know, it was like 360, you know, it was like the old days of Battlefield kind of days. Yeah, student life. So, you know, I thought I'd grow up a wee bit. And there's two things, right? There's something that I've always thought is like, it's a sort of like a philosophy. It's like in the way of the fuzz. It's like a stoic mindset that you have. You learn what you've been through and you take that and you constantly look to grow. It's just the fuzzy way of looking at things, right? To be honest, right, I've kind of like grew into it. Everyone knows me as Peter. But fuzzy is something that on the internet, I feel strongly about the rights of anonymity and the ability to express those rights, those fundamental rights of the internet. And if, like I said, if you don't use it, you lose it. Fuzzy is one way of expressing a persona on the internet. There's something that you want to be other than your physical self. We have a digital image and a digital presence. So yeah, fuzzy bear is pretty much a concept of my favorite animal and Fozzie Bear out of the Muppets, which is my favorite Muppet character. When I was growing up, I never used to be able to say Fozzie. It was my little sister that actually reminded me of it. It was like, do you remember you used, never used to be able to say Fozzie Bear? And I goes, yeah, what is it? She's like, you used to keep saying Fuzzy all the time. And then that was it. It just, yeah, Fuzzy Bear. There we go. That's the backstory. I never shared that with anybody. So... <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. When I was uh, researching this episode, I was like, am I going to be speaking to a Muppet or am I going to be speaking to a person? <laughs> the thing is, right, I've been trying so hard to find the actual Muppet, right? The actual, you know, like the Jeff Anderson Muppet, right? But no, I can't even get my hands on it. And every Muppet I've seen on eBay is just shocking. If you want to see something horrendous, right, and really Halloween level scary, look up Fozzie Bear Handheld Puppets. It is honestly it's one of the shocking things you'll ever see in life. It's really nice to speak to you, and you're actually an AstroCore team member, by the looks of it. Yes, that was very recent, I must say. I've only been there for, like, as a core team member since start of June, but I've been in amongst Astro since the very early doors. Is like, how I got to Astro is pretty much my story. It's like, I'm a COVID coder. I'd done a lot of things before I got into this web development industry and this career path that I'm now on. The journey's before that, it was like when COVID came around, I kind of picked up a personal injury and it totally sidelined me. So I couldn't do my previous jobs. I couldn't do my previous work. So, you know, it's like you have to have one of those come to Caesar moments and really take a hard look and go, that's right, what am I going to do? Because my background is I'm actually, I graduated as a biochemist way back during the recession. And then all the jobs evaporated, especially in the STEM industry, especially in Scotland. And I couldn't really move. It's like, this is the thing about Scotland. It's like, you go everywhere else and nothing really quite cuts it. Yeah, you don't really want to go anywhere. Moving forward, uh, I was like, I've always been interested in web. The concept of the web, read a lot of blog posts, really got took in with the fact that it was an industry that you could learn. The more I read, the more self-learning individuals that I've found. There's this wealth of knowledge out there and I figured I'd be doing myself an injustice if I didn't at least explore it. I'm glad that I did. Honestly, it was one of the best bets that I made and I made a lot of bad bets. I totally understand where you're coming from. In the UK, we had some very brutal restrictions in terms of periods where we couldn't go outside. There was a lot of time where I would say a lot of people just use that as free time off. 
but other people used it to reskill and rebuild. And it's really cool what you've been able to achieve out of that. One of my biggest questions is what made you pick Astro as a real learning point and growing point instead of going down something like Next.js where everyone's like, you don't need to know HTML or CSS or anything. Just use React and Next.js and go ahead. What made you pick Astro, you know, that very lean version of the modern web? What made me pick Astro? Great question. My journey was that I went around all the boot camps around Scotland, right, to see is like what was on offer. I picked up wind about this thing called the Jamstack, you know, and at that time it was like I was learning HTML, CSS, and it was like in a gradual progression to JavaScript. That was through Free Code Camp and MDN. They were my two pillars in terms of my own development and i would highly recommend that to anybody that's wanting to get into web development the mdn resources are what i term to be gospel when it comes to web development and free code camp has so many brilliant exercises and ways to develop and development pathways for you to actually like get to grips with it was really good especially for an absolute novice who never programmed in his life before i have to stress that and then the journey was it was like once you got to like javascript and you got through the javascript part you got to react and then you were stuck with this Create React app. My problems really started coming when I got introduced to Create React app, um, this whole world of Webpack configurability. My first problem was I wanted to use Create React app and Tailwind together. And then I realized that you had to eject Create React app and then interact Tailwind. And then I'm stuck with this Webpack config and I was lost there for a bit. And then this is the thing, I get grizzly, I get frustrated and I just go sack it. I mean, that was it. I didn't look at Webpack for a while again. And then I realized it was like there was another tool on the block at the time called Snowpack. With Snowpack, they had a React starter template that I could walk through. At that point, you know, it's like I've got some rudimentary skill set with a terminal with like, you know, reading basic documentation, etc. So yeah, the Snowpack docs really got me into React. And then playing about with React, I realized it wasn't, they were doing something that I wasn't quite happy with and that was having the concept of everything had to be done through javascript you were in a javascript world in my head these are like html is particular is that's a markup that is gets sent down the wire then the styles get loaded on top of that you know that builds a tree that puts the styles on top of it dresses up the tree and then you have the tree shaking you know it's like the tree interacting and that's through javascript so that's like the mental abstraction that I developed in my learning. When I'm having to do this, I'm having to put HTML into my function bodies. I'm having to like think it's like, this is not what I've learned, how I learned JavaScript, which was as close to standards as possible because I realized it's like, I need to have sources of truth in order for me to learn what this is going about. There was a lot of opinions that I needed to actually like get through and then be able to understand what is really at play. And only that just to help learn because I felt like I'm coming into this very late on into the game. So it's like there's all these tooling, all these frameworks. I didn't even understand the difference between a library and a framework. You know what I mean? Very much so. I think one of the bigger things that I could take away from this moment, you went from a point in time where you was like, how are websites made? To I'm going to make the most complicated website ever for like something so simple using React and Cray React app, for example. Cray React app is notoriously an interesting choice these days. But when you first start, you think, oh, I've been told to get React. I should go with create a React app, not Next or Gatsby or whatever else, because it seems like second nature, create a React app. But it's the worst choice. Exactly. So my life before web development was business, right? I, when I left university, I left, I was done with academia. I was done with that world. And when I say I'm done with it, I never look back. It's like, I don't go back. I don't have any regrets, if you get what I mean. That way, I don't carry regrets in my life. You carry your decisions. 
So it's like, um, so I went straight into business and I did well for myself to a point where I was actually a consultant for about six years. I even ran a cafe for the last two years because like I said, I was done with that particular line of work because my clients was wanting something more than what I was prepared to offer in terms of my services and work. It was sad to see something that I made get to a point where it was something that I completely hated. I hated what it was doing to me as a person and everything because just to give a bit of context, I was a business advisor. I was going about dealing with small to medium business owners, right? And I was a guy on the phone that would be able to help them because I had a good network. I had a really solid network on my phone of other businesses that I could then leverage services and provide facilities to to help their business reach their particular objectives. And some of these guys, and this was like difficult market trading times, and they were asking me to like lay off staff, and that was not something I was prepared to do. So. And they were all wanting me to do that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm done. And then I fell, got injured, COVID happened. That was it. So two years and I made this epic game, right? And this was a game that really cemented like the web for me. Like I could do this. This was my end of year project kind of thing. And it was the Asteroids game. I will see if I could share this with you, right? This was a game that I actually got through watching a YouTube video through Free Code Camp and they had an Asteroids game and I loved the Asteroids game when we were growing up. I was born in the 80s so you know it was like I grew up with like with Game Boys really you know 2D handheld games etc and Asteroid was the only game that literally the battery never died on this thing. From the moment I got it to like for about six years it was like the game that I had in the car that I just played and then I saw this video and I was like I want to do that I want to do this and the way that the guy made the video is like I would never say anything bad about the sheer awesomeness about all the people you got to understand this the absolute knowledge that is on the internet in terms of like just even web design forget alone the you know the sciences right but just even in terms of web development is all put there by other people who've took their time and wanted to freely share their knowledge and I've always, you know, equated knowledge as power kind of thing. So if you're doing that, you're sharing your power with somebody else. That is the most fundamental gift you could give another person without asking for anything in return. That is the implicit trade that has been made with these content creators, with these educationalists that are putting these content out there. And so I'll never say anything bad about it. I would just say that this particular exercise taught me that this lesson was done at a time where it was a wild west of JavaScript. It taught me a lot about the past of JavaScript and a lot of how the old methods were applied. And then it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm not happy with what I wrote. I wasn't happy with it. So I took it down, I stripped it down. After a lot of pontificating, I stripped it down, rewrote it. And you could check out the source file, right? You could check out the JavaScript file. It's a single file. I rewrote the Canvas engine, the game engine. There's no P3, nothing like that, right? All the logic was basically what the original instructor gave, massively adapted, overly reworked into objects and methods using object-oriented programming, brought in a bit of model view controller elements in there as well because there's multiple screens. And this all works with a Canvas and it's completely resizable. It's a PWA as well. I use this as my leveraging point as like what I can learn in terms of what the purest side of the web could be. That was a great exercise for me because it gave me a lot of confidence that I could do this. Fundamentally, I wanted to do this to make money. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm in this to make money. Same. I don't like wasting my time, if, you know, if we're not making money, you know. And also know what's enough. Don't get me wrong. I worked in sales. I sold a lot of crazy stuff and I made a lot of commission off the back yet. But I want to do something worthwhile. Now, this is the wonderful thing. I tripped into open source, literally tripped into open source. This should not exist. This model, this whole social economic paradigm should not exist. But yet it does. It is so freaking wonderful. And yet I was like, I'm still in love with the whole concept of open source ever since I've like really seen behind it and understood what it was. 
vein for me, I'm just totally immersed into it. And that's the thing. I'm either in or I'm not. So how did you first hear about Astro specifically? Fred. Fred and Snowpack. I come across as a fanboy when every time I talk about this, but the truth of the matter is that when I was looking about looking for people to follow in terms of like people to follow content from and their work, and I started looking into Snowpack, I started scratching deeper into Skypack and to then went further back into Pika. Now, if you go to pika.dev, you see that he has five mantras, you know, about trying to make the web open. Now, Fred's mission was in life is to try and bring ESM on board to the web. And he did that through the likes of Skypack and Snowpack. And for me, I didn't like the whole CommonJS thing. I was more on the ESM side of things because it made my life as a developer easier. I found that easier than the left-hand side of the argument. Just from that, I'll go, that's right, because I'm using Snowpack. And then I seen him tweet on Twitter one day, and I'm very rarely on Twitter, by the way. I'm socially agnostic to the platforms. I've grown over time with the social platforms, and I kind of like put it to a side now. And then I saw him put a tweet, I go, so we're working on a new project called astro.build, where it's HTML first, and we ship zero JavaScript by default. And I go, I like that. Because at a point, I was I went from Create React app, and then I was right. I was going about all the different tools and libraries, and I spent a lot of time getting lost in this. And it's like the more I got lost in it, the more I was playing with people's opinions, and I didn't like that because I just want to play with the language. I don't want to play with your opinion set. I want to play with the language because I can't go wrong with the language. I can go wrong with your opinions because I don't agree with them. I don't understand them. There's so much cognitive processing that needs to go ahead with it. A lot of tools I start to see problems and pitfalls with just from my own naive point of view. When I was playing with Next, I hated it. I really hate the concept that I'm having to build my website. Just a static website. It's not difficult. I just want to make it simple. It's like a simple clear-cut website that my clients will pay money for. They don't care about all this next fangled technology. It's a single page application. It does this, it does that. They really don't. In fact, right, I found that in order for me to pitch this platform as part of my product offering to my clients, it would have been a more difficult sell. Immediately, I, I found resistance in that in terms of like the end delivery, how I'm going to give it that to my clients. Because don't get me wrong, I have clients. They don't care. They want that product out yesterday, not six months down the line. And they're not wanting what Next can offer. And the way I saw Next was like Next.js is great for building web applications. These guys, I just want a website. There's a clear difference there, guys. I, I don't know if I'm seeing it wrong, but that's how I saw life. Yeah, I think that's good. And we had Fred on a little over a year ago to talk about Astro. So for people who want a little bit more of the Astro 101, they can go there. But how did you actually get involved with the team, though? Like, did you start just hanging out in the Discord? Like, how that happened? So I couldn't move out of my house. So I'm literally, guys, this is my life right now. I'm holding up a crutch. I've just recently had an operation to fix an injury that basically put me out for three years. Discord basically became a way that I could communicate with others with my little home that I'm sitting in. And the Astro community from the get-go was such a friendly, welcoming place. And I wanted to like meet other web developers. I wanted to be in a place where I could have the opportunity to learn from other people and the work that they do. Astro was a new project. I wanted to learn how a new project like Astro got together and got built. You know, from a product development point of view, just to be a fly on the wall kind of thing and just to observe and watch how a product like Astro got built. So I popped into the community and Fred keeps shading me with this all the time. But he's like, I've got my first post in Astro was, what is Astro? And at that time, they were all having a little call in the live chat channel there. And so it was like, they asked me to jump on and I jumped on and I spoke to them and they explained Astro to me. They understood where I was at the time of my development and then they totally like welcomed me. And I really appreciated that. You know, it was like, here's a guy that I'm using his products for for the last year and a half and all of a sudden I'm having a conversation with. Small things like that, 
a lot of these projects online are online. They are projects. They're made by people, but business is people buying from people. Sales is that, you know, people don't buy the product, they buy the person. That's what I learned. And I had a decade of that experience to go with. And then so I was like, this, you know what, this is a place that I could actually be worth my time and my investment because I see those two very much akin to each other. I'm like, all right, sound. The more I got involved in terms of like speaking with other people, got involved with your RFC. So they used to, they do this thing on a, every Tuesday, right? More on a regular occurrence on a Tuesday, every week, 7 p.m. in Discord, just to put a plug in. And it's open for anybody to come in. If you've got the time, just come in, right? And listen to what features are being discussed, what issues are currently present and get to speak to the core team if you wish to. Also, it's like, so there was like every feature that has been put into Astro has gone through this RFC process where they openly discuss, right? In an open and transparent manner. If you like it, if you want consensus and they there was a number of times where consensus has not been reached or, you know, sometimes the proposal when put out to the RFC when through the call doesn't really, you know, flesh out. So it gets put on hold and it's like, and I really like that, just that whole input. Yeah, and then started building a couple of projects, started publishing some work on NPM. And then that's when I started contributing to the open source, you know, it's like really getting involved in the support channels, getting to meet so many people, like so many different developers and getting to know them as well and their backgrounds. And I started to put the people in Astro, you know, it's like the other astronauts. I started to create this garden in my head, you know, of what Astro is, what the community is. And from there, I've really, I don't know, I just felt like this was a place that I felt like I could belong in. So this was like a year, right? I was in the community just helping, speaking, learning, supporting as many people as possible. It's like, this is the thing. If we want to succeed, we only succeed off the back of others. And if we need them to succeed in order for us to succeed, you know, it's like we need to support others is what I'm trying to say. And only by doing that, we get this collaboration because we're moving away from competition now. We're moving away where we're needing to have to support each other in our works and our endeavors in order for us to, as an individual, to get further. So as we're coming into a space of collaboration, and that's what open source for me is, this is why I said it shouldn't by rights exist, but it does. The Astral Project has had, I'm sure it's over 400 now, 400, 500 contributors, included, I mean, the Docs Project, right? So this, like, my first contribution was to the Astral Docs, the old, old Astral Docs, right? The one that was set up, like, by Laura. She originally took Astral, like, as a ghost, right? And building a wee doc site, and she done that for the project and there were so many examples of other developers coming in doing that for astro to help the astro project has literally grown with the community it's not like the project came and then dropped and the community came around it the community has grown with the project and you know it's like developers can jump off and do their own thing and they always come back and it's always like a welcoming home for them we never want to feel like you're away you're away you're never far from our thoughts kind of thing you know the fuzzy way of looking at it it's really cool what the astro community is doing when we spoke to Fred, Astro was still quite early. It hadn't had its SSR support yet. Yes. So Astro started life as a static site generator, and I really wanted to nail that static site generation story on point. And it was simple. We'll give you HTML files, CSS files. You can bring any framework you wish to. Now, this was also the unique selling point of Astro. You could bring your React projects, your Svelte, Vue, Solid, Lit, you name it, you can bring it. And you've got to understand, it's like all these frameworks are in essence churches. The moment you enter these frameworks, there are particular flavors on how you do certain operations, rendering operations, handling state, mutations and effects, data loading and all this stuff, suspense. They all got their own unique takes on how these questions, rightly so, because, you know, there can't be one answer to this massive, you know, scope. And I see these libraries as flavors of JSX, you know, it's like all of them, including Svelte either flavors of JSX or pseudo JavaScript 
tools that makes life easy. So they put developer experience over language and specification. That is how I see this particular set of tools. But the fact is that Astro didn't care what your background is. It's not prejudiced in that respect. It will allow you to bring your skill set to the table and allow you to then develop along with other developers of different skill sets. Let me just put this this way, Anthony, Chris. Imagine you're a business, right? The two of you. And you've got a team of like five developers. You know, you've got like three of them are React, amazing React developers, two of them are amazing Vue developers. But they've all got different projects because they can't work together. You can't mix Vue and React together. It's like oil and water in this situation. What you end up doing, you end up siloing work. You've got two developers good at doing one thing. You've got three developers good at one thing. You'll love to get them to work together on the same project because you know if you've got five people working on the same project, you'll multiply, you'll go up by scale and you'll increase your revenue as a business. So here's one. Here's a platform that allows you to actually bring both your React developer and your Vue developer together on the same platform and utilize their knowledge and their shared knowledge now on the same project. From a business point of view, that allows you to unlock so much more potential for you to deliver to your clients scalability products and just revenue for your business. Another revenue beating thing is that imagine that you were having to hire another developer and he's a solid developer, like a solid, solid developer. You know, you turn around and go, well, do you know Vue? Nah, pal. Do you know React? Please, mate, I learned solid for a reason. All right, okay, sound. Well, tell you what, I'll still hire you because we build off Astro and Astro has a, you know, solid relationship with Solid as a framework. So, you know, it's like I could bring React, Vue and Solid together. This is really interesting. You could say the opposite of like having anything goes can be quite detrimental to a business. But I think it really depends on the business and what you're building. I have actually recently tried Astro. I'm happy to give my thoughts on air. I had to give up on it. Why? Because Next.js just did it for me. So let me give you the example. Let me paint the picture. We've just redone the FS Jam website. We used Tailwind UI's template as the default. And I read a tweet a while back from another Astro Core contributor. I can't remember who said, I rewrote it out of Next.js into Astro. And it was like so much more performant, so much less JavaScript. So I was like, okay, cool. I think I could give it a go. So I built the website completely in next and then i thought to myself just for a laugh could i convert it to astro could i give it all the way the sour point of it in this moment was i couldn't get ssr working right in the way next works ssr of fetching of data so i gave up but i'm pretty sure if i actually worked out how to fetch the data correctly in astro i could have still been carrying on but it was confusing to a certain extent when you're so used to Next.js's get static props and get static paths. You could say all the ways it kind of does these things are all really hard to understand. But if you understand that way, it makes sense. And Astro is slightly different. Chris also doesn't read docs, so he probably didn't just go to the docs hey, and hey, kind hey. of do it. <laughs> I did read the doc. I, I did read the docs. Here's the user manual. Here's the tool. <laughs> the part that confused me was that it would give you TS files for things like fetch but then you would also have an astro file and i didn't quite got how it all connected like it just simply connects with next if that makes sense like next you just put the functions and it's like done but maybe that was just me not understanding it in that moment and i should really go look at it again but the biggest thing to say out of all this is that the new fs jam website is out and when you do lighthouse scores and such it does rank quite high but it still says it has a crippling 
a lot of JavaScript in it for something that you could say, well, the audio player needs JavaScript, but everything else is just standard HTML. I would argue that Next.js is overkill for such a website, but at that moment, I found Next.js easier. I like this particular use case because it speaks of two things, right? First of all, Astro began life as a static site generator. It wasn't up until, I believe, April that Matthew managed to drop. Now, Matthew is one of the co-founders and core engineers of Astro. It was a project he was working on since like the start of the year. Astro, literally, you got to understand, Astro's positioned themselves to be in the middle of the, the breakfast table, or like I like to say, able to take the best practices of a lot of different people and be able to bring them together and build off best practices and open standards. I like to mention that too, together. This was, I mean, what we are now in August, so, you know, it's like, five months old right it's very it's been tested and it has been battle tested by the community a lot and it's improved a lot there's a lot more work coming post v1 in terms of ssr improvements and the support and the primitives that will be able to deliver for you guys but when it comes to server-side rendering in astro it is actually quite unique how we do it it is allows you to be deployable on many different platforms like node Deno, Vercel, Nellifies, you know, their deployments, you know, we have what was called adapters for them. So it's like you got to take the concept from Svelte and SvelteKit, the adapters that they have for their different deployments, which is quite a nice way of doing it. Our configuration, this is just another thing. With Astro, we like to make it as minimal configuration as possible. So if you're going to configure Astro, it's just going to be, I need this tiny bit, nothing more. There's not that many overly bloated config files in Astro projects, which is a lovely thing. But with SSR, it has grown a lot. So you can set endpoints utilizing either Astro files. Now, you've got to remember, so in Astro, you start your Astro file, right? With a, Well, an Astro file ends with a dot .astro, and it has the what we call the code fence or the front matter, and that begins with three dashes, and it literally looks like a fence at the top of your file, and within that contains all your server-side logic, all your business logic. This will be logic that is ran every time that page is hit. So every time that page is hit, that logic is going to get rendered. And then what you put underneath that is a very lovely relationship between HTML and JSX. That's what Astro uses as its templating language. Pure HTML, and you could use JSX to give you that additional functionality, like putting in conditional slots as a great example, where you could have nested ternary operators and you know have different flows based on the data that's coming in out of the business logic. And you could determine what template is getting put out. All the styles, you can have your styles encapsulated within the same Astro component file. So it co-locates, you know, both the HTML and your styles together. And those styles are scoped directly to that particular component file. Every Astro file is a single page component file. So it's like all of these are scoped together. And if you wanted to add JavaScript, you can, pure JavaScript. All you need to do is just put in a wee script tag at the bottom of your page. And that gets, again, scoped to that particular component. So it's like Astro component, single component files bringing four key parts of what we normally write in terms of a web app, which is a server-side logic, the HTML file, the CSS file, and the JavaScript file. Brings them all in the same place and then provides that abstraction layer for you. Makes that co-location so much better of information and data. And so development's a lot easier. It's a lot more refined. And this file and everything to do with it is there. It's also ESM first. You can import stuff directly, like import your style sheets into the front matter, and that will apply over your template. I think the biggest problem here is that I don't quite understand Astro enough to jump into the SSR straight away. And because as you were just saying, does it so differently, I was using my React brain thinking, oh, I'll just define static props and 
bish bash bosh and it will just work and it works slightly different i was like okay i'll define the function to fetch the episodes using a parse and then i think the part that really got me confused was i didn't get then how to pull the information out of the fetch into the component to then start spreading the props into the child components but anthony said earlier you said chris doesn't read the docs i read the docs and i didn't get it well good job i'm proud of you chris I think I see what you're trying to do. And you're right, you're trying this like very similar to React, the next JS we are doing it. So it's like with Astro, right? It's like you can set your endpoints and you could call them within if, right? So you can fetch data from them. So it's like you can make your request and it will fetch that data from that, you know, if it's an SSR, it will fetch it. The part that confused me about the documentation was that you would have a slug parameter. So you go tick, next yes, both same. But then you don't define a component, a layout, any HTML in that file. You define a get that has a response of a status. That's what threw me off. I was like, that doesn't work the same. I expected to just work the same. Not that it should be, if that makes sense. Well, for instance, when you like hit this route, so you got basically the square brackets title.astro, so you would hit the title, say, you know, recording one. That should then get a response back to you. And that's what that get method is. With Astro, you could, it gives you the full, you know, HTML methods that you can actually write. So you could actually write, you know, a, a put method, a post method, a delete method, etc. You could actually do that for front matter. But normally it's like when you're hitting these Astro files as endpoints, it normally gets the page and passes back the response along with the body. Now, all responses are streamed back. Astro does HTML streaming by default when it comes to static side rendering, which is cool as hell because it means that time to first byte is next to nothing. But I'm just trying to see, it almost felt like you were close, but something happened and I'd like to take the time to like play about with this. If you could look at the Next.js source code and the Astro, and if you think you could help me convert it to Astro, I would be very interested to see almost a one by one of like how much Astro actually cut down on Next.js. Because like I said, I on the highest level understand that 90% of the FSGEM website is just HTML. It doesn't need to be anything more. But the reason I jumped so fast for Next.js was because I understood how Next.js does fetching data remotely. But I am interested in learning more and hopefully deploying with Astro in the future. I appreciate that. I mean, to be honest, right, it's like, let me just say, ping me over the repo, right, and I'll take a wee look at it. So what you said, right, let me just break this down. Your original site, FS Jam, is like majority static with the real interactivity being the audio player, that being the only real interactivity. So in Astro, we see things in terms of island architecture. This is something that I would like to also just mention briefly is like how powerful island architecture is, especially when it comes to atomic component design. A lot of the components that you create, right? So it's like you do your fetching. So with Astro, you have top level await and fetch. So fetch is your native mechanism that you use to bring in any data into that component. And you can pass those that data back into the HTML using shorthand and variables and props, right? And also you can pass in children using slots and you have name slots. You could also have conditional slots. There's so much you can do with Astro in terms of like component design and component creation that you can flow data and the output of the different component files based on what the data is coming in. You could direct it based on the props. You could be directed based on the data. You could, you know, interact with the styling and all that stuff. It's really granular and it's really cool. But when it comes to static side rendering, that is just awesome in my opinion because you can hit JS endpoints as routes 
and then it allows you to set up like full CRUD commands. So you can set up, you know, your create, read, update, delete in a single, you know, endpoint. And then you can interact with a database layer because this is just a JavaScript. You can just import your Mongoose database layer. Then you can interact with that, create your CRUD command. So in effect, Astro kind of gives you a small little backend because it all deploys it as a single server file to Vercel, Nellify, etc. It just works out the box. And then you can then use that in your Astro component file, fetch that data or hit that endpoint and you get the result back and Bob's your uncle, you're away. And you can have that in your template and then you deliver that as a response. So what you're actually saying is that Astro is not only good for static websites, it's also great for dashboards. Yes, to be honest, right? So static side rendering has really unlocked a lot of use cases. Astro did a hackathon between April to May. There were three categories. So there was SSR, there was themes and integrations, and I feel like I should give them a shout out, right? Who won? So in SSR, Pascal Schlipp, who's a maintainer, right, in Astro, he's off doing his own thing, but we highly value Pascal and his work that he's done. He helped push the SSR, the HTML streaming argument, because he helped create what I call sketch out the environment, went out and like as a cartographer, you know, came back with a map to tell us how to do it. And then he basically showed it, you know, I was like, this is possible. He also made something Astro Service Worker, which allows you to render Astro pages offline as well, which is fantastic. Bear in mind, Astro now, because we use V, you can actually utilize all of the Vite plugin ecosystems. We also have a PWA plugin as well that you could use. You know, there's so much more. I'm going to just ping this over right now. This is the Astro Hackathon Showcase. And there's a number of SSR projects in here. I think there was about a dozen or more SSR projects that you could check out. And all their projects, all the source code is there. And some of this stuff is absolutely off the hook. Even in the themes, by all means, do check out the themes, right? And if you want to share it, by all means, please do share this Hackathon website because it is great. You, if you want to check out Astro, there's a couple of sites that I like to just mention towards the end of the stream is the astro.u. Astro.u allows you to go in and play with any Astro. You can spin up Astro in your browser, utilizing the amazing projects that is Code Sandbox, Stack Blitz, GitPod. You know, they're just one-click deployments and you can get them in your browser and you can start playing with your Astro idea. And the time to development is next to nothing. It's like you literally one-click kind of thing and it's fantastic. And what do you call it? What else? Astro.build, the actual homepage for Astro has been given a lovely rebrand and redesign for the V1 launch, right? And I'm so happy V1 is here because trust me, I've been with Astro for since then, you know, this early doors. It was a very rocky ride at some points. It was definitely fun. And I have to say each one of those points where Astro broke on you and you you went out and you figured it out yourself just made you that tiny bit stronger. We have the saying in Astro, it's like, we'll happily throw you under the bus, but we will be there to pick you back up and dust you off again. So this is a thing with the support squad. It's like, we will be there to help our astronauts out whenever they get stuck. We'll always ask for a reproduction just to try and see what they've done, if we can replicate the issue. And if we can, we'll try and get the issue solved as quick as possible. That's the thing with like community-driven development. That's what Astro is, is a community-driven project. And without it, we'll be lost. To come back full circle to what you asked me, is like, how did I become a core member? People asked me if I would be interested, if I was willing to do this. So my role really is I look after the community as best as I can. For me, the, I've always advocated the users in Astro as much as possible to the core team, and I'll always continue to do that. So if there's anybody that ever has an issue with Astro or anything to do with the project or wants to just reach out and speak to me, my DMs are always open to you guys. And so, yeah, 
astro.build, astro.build forward slash showcase to check out all the amazing sites that are there. Integrations forward slash integrations to check out all the cool things that you can plug into the Astro project. All the amazing community made projects. Man, honestly, by all means, check out some of these amazing plugins. You'll be amazed at what's out there, by the way. Right. And this is just over the last year. So there's so many cool things that we use the other astronauts. And we call them astronauts because, you know, it's like the closest you will ever get to space, guys. This is really great. We'll have all these links in the show notes for people who want to check it out. Yeah, the last thing I would say for the like the kind of SSR, SSG thing is I find it very telling that Astro is both seen as a competitor to Remix and also to Docusaurus. And that kind of shows like the interesting kind of middle space sits at because you, know, you have Docusaurus, there's like an SSG doc site. And I know those two get compared to Astro's docs. And then you have Remix, which is doing more of its SSR thing. And Remix definitely sees Astro as a competitor because they you know been crap talking them on twitter like everyone else <laughs> so i think that it sits in this like right in between the two personally speaking it's like as a project let me just be completely honest with you right it's like as a project and i can say this for like the other core maintainers we don't see these projects as and it's not saying you know it's like we don't see them as competition we see them as collaborators we are in the same journey together we're all trying to make the web a better place for our developers to make the web better for our clients. It's a cycle. We're all in this boat together. We wish the Remix team the very best. We really do as a project. What they're doing with their nested routing is fantastic. They've took Next and, you know, some of the problems in React and the Next paradigm on and tackled that head on. And what they've done is fantastic. Yeah, sometimes, you know, their Twitter could be somewhat to be desired, right? But, you know, you're free to express yourself as whichever way and method that you wish to. When it comes to like the likes of Next, we're not competing with Next. We see Next having a very strong use case. We're now at a point in our web development, guys, even as a web developer, not as a core member of Astro, as a web developer, where we have such a selection of tools that we really need to see ourselves, right, as your worky, as your tradesman, who comes onto your site with a bag of tools ready to burst out a brilliant job because he's got the tools there for him. He doesn't need to go back to Van to go to B&Q to get what he needs. He comes back and, you know, he's got the tools ready. And with us web developers, we've got such a wide selection of amazing tools to build projects for our clients. This is the time to be, you know, in and about getting all, making as much money as possible. We've got the tools. Why not make it? Being here Home Depot. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for our international audience. <laughs> Don't worry. I know everything you're saying. Like B&Q, yeah, I know B&Q. If you say to someone outside the UK, oh, B&Q, they're like, what the hell is that? The funny thing, this is a sidetrack for a moment. The funny thing about B&Q is they couldn't actually get the domain B&Q. So they got DIY.com. I remember this, yeah. DIY or die. DIY or die. No, it's like, that was the thing. So it was like, when it comes to Next, if I want to build an awesome web app, I'll build it in Next. Don't get me wrong. I'll happily admit that. If I'm going to build a simple static site website for my clients, I'll be picking Astro all day long. As a design agency, I'll be picking Astro because Astro is the only one thing that brings developers, content creators, and, you know, we will get this journey sorted and designers together. Because, you know, it's like we've got the best end markdown story, in my opinion, and I hate to be biased about this, but strongly in favor, right, of me thinking that we have one of the strongest markdown stories possible. We allow you to write plain markdown for those who know. And we even give you MDX. Astro also allows you to write just simple HTML files. You don't even need to write Astro files anymore. You can just plug in your .html files. Fair enough, you won't have the front matter side. There are certain things. This is just plain HTML, stick to the specs. But you could drop your HTML files in. There is so much, even for a new web developer, 
you could just come in, spin up an astral project and start your learning exercises in astral. Awesome. Well, you had already given all the links to where to find stuff for Astro, but why don't you give some links for yourself? Where can we find Fuzzy on the internet? You will always find me in the Astro Discord channel, right? So astro.build forward slash chat, and you'll always find me there. I'm on Twitter at a fuzzy beer too. I still don't have a website, I must confess. But no, guys, you could always email me at a fuzzy bear at outlook.com as well, right? If anybody's ever got any questions, queries, or anything that they want to talk about, I'm always here. I'm always willing to help and support anybody in this space as possible. Well, thank you so much. I uh, definitely recommend listeners check out Astro if they haven't already. We've mentioned it you know, plenty of times throughout the course of this show. We've got some more people coming up in the future. I know we're going to be talking to Ben Holmes again and Dan Jatan as well. I love the Astro team. I think you all are super cool people. And I like the general mindset you have about, you know, this is a collaborative thing. We're all trying to make the web better. So I definitely really love the Astro team. I love the Astro project. And so I'm always telling people to check it out and we'll continue to. Thank you very much, Anthony. Honestly, we appreciate your backing. The thing is, right, it's like we'll get there. We'll get to the top of the mountain, but we'll get there together. We will enjoy the vista. But anyways, guys, this has been a blast and a pure pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you. When we spoke to Scott, Astro was still quite early. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, hmm? Fred. 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 <laughs> when we spoke to Fred, Astro was still quite early.